Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 22 Mrs. Lily and the Spoon of Justice. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Katie Ruvalcaba's table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> Oh, good morning. How are you doing this fine, fine day in quarantine? Oh, I'm doing very well. Locked up with four children and a husband. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm here with my wife and cats as well. So all doing our part to flatten the curve, right? Exactly. Stomp it flat. Exactly. So would you care to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. I am Katie uh, Ruvalcaba. You would know me online as Mrs. Ruby. I stream a cooking show three nights a week on Twitch. So I'm basically I let y'all hang out in my kitchen while I make whatever food comes into my little head. And it's uh, less of a cooking show and more of a kind of a hangout. The way that kitchens are the way that people get to meet up with each other and get to spend time together. That's where families congregate. Uh, we've built a community around hanging out in my kitchen. That's awesome. I know there are quite a number of successful Netflix shows that my wife and I like to watch, which are period of like, hey, we're going to take you into the kitchen. We're going to have these thought provoking conversations and just have fun. But we're also going to make an awesome meal. So that's a, that's exciting that you get to be a part of that culture. So with this podcast being a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, the first question here is, have you ever played the game or do you currently play or do you even know what the game is? I have never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. When I was younger, we had this game that I tried to look it up for this because I couldn't remember the name of it, but it was sort of like a Dungeons and Dragons knockoff, but a very elementary version where it was like a, a blank board and you walked through different rooms and then there was a master who would tell you what was in that room and set up the room for you and everything. But it was a really fun board game. I liked playing it. My babysitters did not enjoy playing it with me because it was too complicated for them. But uh, that's the closest I've ever gotten. Sort of a watered down version. Okay, that's uh, yeah, bare bones essential as to what D&D &D mostly is. Though there's other aspects to it, to be sure. With this kind of cultural resurgence of it within the last five years or so, do you think it's something that you would be interested in playing or trying out? I do think it's something that's pretty neat. I have a couple of friends who have gotten into it in the last few years and even mom friends, which I think is kind of interesting that mm -hmm. like play with a group after their kids go to bed. So if I could figure out how to work it into a schedule of family, I think it would be a super cool thing to do, especially because my kids are starting to get older. I think they might be able to get involved. 
Right. I was going to say that's definitely a thing that when you have game night, aside from sorry and Scrabble and all that, you could definitely bust out Dungeons and Dragons and have someone run the game and everyone else gets to be heroes running around trying to defeat monsters and solve puzzles and avoid traps and all that stuff. So it could be a fun family thing to do, especially to teach kinds of lessons on empathy and seeing that, oh, there's more to people than meets the eye and that kind of stuff. So yeah. All right, cool. Well, as we head into the namesake of our show, I have to ask you, do you happen to have a favorite NPC from a game? Or maybe if you're not a so much a gamer, is there a favorite sidekick character that you have from literature or film, etc.? And why are they your favorite? Gracious. I'm kind of like a fantasy novel-y kind of nerd, but mostly of the J.R.R. Tolkien variety. Mm-hmm. I was going to pick Tom Bombadil, but I felt like that was way too standard. Everybody picks Tom. So I think the Ents are my fave. I really like the tree Ents that go and save us all from Isengard and all that. I'm a big fan of Oh, them. yeah. Yeah, they're not necessarily a side character, but depends on how serious you take your Tolkien, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> sure. No, the Treebeard and his troop of tree men are uh, <laughs> certainly a good cast of characters. I know you were saying, oh, everyone picks Tom Bombadil, but I was going to say, oh, I thought everyone would pick Sam because certainly Sam would be my favorite NPC if I had to pick one from the Tolkien universe. Oh, I would challenge you that Sam is a side. I mean, he is a sidekick, but I think that Sam is the hero. So oh, I would, yeah, I would make the yeah. strong argument that he doesn't count as a sidekick since he's the actual hero that's just me you're right okay i defer you win (laughs) no i i agree with you that's maybe i'm still waiting for my coffee to kick in so maybe my brain isn't quite 100 percent running well that's awesome okay so tree beard and the crew it's a nice fun kind of b plot if you will the overall main story being hey we have to destroy the ring but meanwhile oh hey there's this wizard that's gone bad that's chopping down our forest we need to go deal with him so that's cool yeah and then for the other half what is your favorite side quest from a game video game film movie etc and why is it your favorite side quest so there's this really dumb video game from 1995 96 i want to say called titanic adventure out of time and it's one of those like really silly almost like a choose your own adventure game where a character will pop up and talk to you and you have to you have to say the right thing back to them to get them to give you the information that you want so that you can continue your quest and there's this Mm -hmm. optional side quest where you can go find out this steel baron has an illegitimate child that he intended to steal from his house keeper and so you have to go black you have to go blackmail the steel baron (laughs) to get money for the baby (laughs) and uh i really enjoy that side quest it makes me laugh because the housemaid is this irish girl who has an absolutely terrible accent you know the girl that's playing her is not irish but uh it's a lot of fun (laughs) to play it's a good side oh man just oh that that sounds like a fun side quest and certainly one that could very well come up in a game of dungeons and dragons where a very rich noble has an illegitimate child and oh hey let's go pester the noble to get some money yeah that's that's classic and just the the point and click adventures and choose your own story games that we had in the 90s certainly those were a time to be alive that was the the (laughs) best time for internet gaming when you could beat the game in an hour and 45 minutes Right, before you engage in these epic, long, first-person RPG shooter narratives that, I mean, I know I'm right. still playing Fallout 76, and I'm waiting for the DLC to come out, but man, I'm, I'm still grinding away on that one. <laughs> I lost I lost more than one boyfriend to EverQuest and World of Warcraft in, in my early years. Now you've got the cooking show. Now you demand the internet time, so... <laughs> exactly. Everyone get off of my oh, bandwidth. Uh, and then finally, to round out the personal interview section, 
what are you passionate about and why? Gosh, I'm Catholic. That's my favorite thing about myself. I'm a big fan of Catholicism. So hit me up about that. I'm a big fan of families and communities and growing people. I like food, but not in the very foodie way that people get very snooty and they're not going to eat white bread or whatever. Mm. More in the like, I think that this is how people and cultures have bonded for hundreds of years and like taverns and community potlucks and stuff like that. And I just love the idea of being with people and bonding around food, even if you mess it up, even if you it tastes terrible. I think all of our best like human qualities come from watching someone learn to cook and cook because they care about you. So I'm, I'm very passionate about creating that environment and that space for people. I certainly would feel if I were to be present in your kitchen, I would feel that love. And certainly as a fellow Catholic, I appreciate it as well. I know I debated at the inception of this podcast of whether I was going to make that so prominent. And while I don't think I would shy away from that, because on my previous podcast, I talked about it all the time. But I figured since this one needed to be a little bit broader, I wasn't going to necessarily ram it, force it down someone's throat, proselytize and all that, you know, in that in that way that people can get turned off by it. But that belief, that faith has certainly shaped how I approach the show, which is why I try to put the spotlight on other people and get to learn more about them and get to try and bond over this hobby that I think is really fun and cool. So thank you. So yeah. thank you for that answer. And I and I really appreciate it. And with the personal interview section concluded, let's go ahead and make an NPC. All right. So I believe that Katie has created an NPC of her own machinations and is going to piece by piece reveal it. Is that correct? Absolutely. Here we are. So what is our NPC's name? Her name is Lily. Okay. No surname, just Lily. Well, you're, you're, oh, I guess I didn't even think about a surname. No, she doesn't have a surname. You're not going to know it. Okay. I didn't so you're allowed one. to plug in whatever surname fits in your setting, I suppose. So it sounds like then I know the answer already, but what is the ancestry of Lily? Well, she's a halfling. I You can't see right now, but I'm wearing my Tea with Tolkien Hobbit at Heart t-shirt or sweatshirt. Halflings are my jam. So Lily is a halfling farmer's wife. Her job would then be to be a farmer's wife, correct? Right, right. And like, let's not pretend that this is just being a wife and then we're going to roll our eyes at it and think it's nothing because this is milling flour. This is rounding up children. This is milking cows. This is making bread. So she's got, she's going to be a girl you want to know. Exactly. So how old is Mrs. Lily then? Mrs. Lily is in her late 40s, maybe early 50s. So she's about middle age for a housewife or for a halfling, I mean. Okay. And then let's describe the physical appearance of Lily. All right. Well, Lily has curly blonde hair. It's usually a mess. She can't keep it controlled underneath her cap. It's ridiculous, really. She has blue <laughs> eyes. She's a like all halflings. She's a little pudgy, but she's got that round, rosy, happy face. And she is usually smiling, even when she's mad at you. So it's really hard to tell if she's mad at you. And then what three adjectives do you think best describe Lily? She is happy. She is fierce. And she is principled. What is a valuable item, a piece of lore, a secret, or maybe a concept or ideal that Lily holds dear? 
I know I wrote this down to begin with, and I can't remember how I worded it. But basically, she values order and goodness and justice and right ordering of things. I don't know. That's a terrible word choice. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. But was there, I think in your answers you provided to oh, me, the you item? said that there was a physical object. Okay, right. I wasn't sure yeah. if that was the next question. Okay, sorry. I didn't want to jump ahead. She had. It was all, it was all part of it. <laughs> okay, got it. Just making sure. I was like, wait, wait, I can't remember if I'm jumping the gun here. She has the thing that every farmer's wife needs, and it is a spoon of justice. It is a a wooden spoon that when it's used on someone, it compels them to behave correctly or do basically what she wants to follow like what would be right. Think of your classic mom's going to paddle you with a wooden spoon kind of object. This sounds like a legendary magical item that could be very handy in certain situations. Absolutely. You know, if you're running across a character that's not doing like they're not giving you the information that you want, you can't figure out exactly what you need. You can bust out that spoon of justice there you go make a charisma saving throw against the spoon of justice you failed okay you are compelled to be truthful and give the answer that the person's looking for exactly awesome so then if lily the farmer's wife needed a group of heroes adventurers to complete a side quest for her, Mm -hmm. what is the side quest that she would assign? Yeah, Lily's had a lot of trouble with the neighborhood kids. The young kids in the neighborhood have been getting into the farmer's ale. They've been tipping over full canisters of cream next to the cows. Like they're just giving her heck. They get into her garden. They all need to face the spoon of justice. So it is the responsibility of our heroes to go round up the neighborhood kids, the area children of the community, and bring them back to the farmer's house to face justice. Oh man, that sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Could be. (laughs) So how would Lily reward the heroes then for successfully bringing the rowdy kids to the farm to face the Spoon of Justice? Ah, well, she would actually craft for them their very own Spoon of Justice because they're sort of a never-ending supply. But it would be, I think, a one-time use item that you could give. we would give to the character to be able to uh, compel someone else to act right. Okay, so a one-time use use magic item which would allow them probably to sorry I'm, I'm going into game terms now so it sounds like it'd probably be hey it would give you an advantage on a charisma a persuasion or intimidation role against someone yeah so that a conversation could go more in your favor or if you're going to try and exert the influence of the spoon to compel someone to be truthful and then after that it just becomes a regular wooden spoon well yeah yeah okay fair enough um, no I think that's fun and then what is going to be the consequence of failure or refusing the call so if the heroes come by her farm and she's complaining about these kids and the heroes are like ah we got better things to do or they just fail to find all the kids what's going to be the consequence of that they themselves will face the spoon of justice which will mean that whatever quest or thing they come up against next they will have to accept it whether they want to or not Ooh. Wow. Okay, so it sounds like Mrs. Lily's Spoon of Justice is like the Omega Spoon of Justice. Like it has more powers than the ones that she'd be willing to give to the heroes as a reward. So Exactly. Oh, man. Now I just want to know the mythos of the Spoon of Justice, the original one. Has this been passed down generation to generation in her family? Oh, absolutely. This is something that um, has come back. She doesn't even know where it came from originally, but it's imbued with the powers of every farmer's wife who's handled it before for her. So think of like the withering stare of your mom versus your grandma versus your great grandma. Just like get all of that like you better act right 
into one item and it just keeps growing stronger with every generation. So Lily's had it. uh, It's been in her family for, I don't know, ages. What are her goals and motivations? Her goal is to put things in right order. Really what she values is tradition and family and things like that. So her goal is to teach people correct manners, to get people fed and to keep the farm life running. That's her life. She's not a terribly ambitious woman, but she gets the job done. And with these goals and motivations in mind, how do they affect her general personality. She makes a good effort to be hospitable. She's very kind. She always seems happy, but she's also very like, she knows that this is the right way to do things. And that if you're walking outside of that, the correct answers are she's going to, she's either going to distance herself from you or she's going to be, she's going to let you know that you've done something wrong. I don't know if that's a very good answer. Okay. Is there any particular way that she interacts with different groups of society or is she just consistently the same with everyone? Is she deferential to people higher than her? Is she hopefully she's not mean spirited to anyone other than her and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. No, she's she's always polite because she values hospitality very much. So she's always going to be polite and hospitable to people. But usually with children, she'll be much more stern or people who are acting like children. She'll be much more likely to give you that raised eyebrow and downward glare. Okay, perfect. Is there a particular accent or idiosyncratic way that she acts and speaks? Oh, goodness. I mean, I think that because she is a, in my mind, a Hobbit-esque character, she should have an English accent. And then finally, the last two things, what impact has Lily made on the world and how has she shaped the local area? And then are there any problems that prevent her from being a bigger player on the overall stage? Well, she's had five children that have grown up to become very influential people in their community. They're, two of them are mothers and then her three sons. She's got two farmer sons and then one actually is a bookkeeper, not like an accountant, but like a bookshop type guy. So he's like the, the, the town intellectual. Oh. Yeah, she's got these children that she's brought up that are absolutely incredible pillars of society she's um Mm -hmm. sorry there was a second part of that question now i'm forgetting what it was can you say it again how has lily shaped the local area oh okay she's the person that you can rely upon to have well planned out for disasters and things so in the past when there have been bad harvests or famines you know that lily set aside enough barley she set enough rutabagas aside she's got her stores are appropriate so that she can help out the community who was not so they didn't have the four foresight, right? So she's the person who Mm -hmm. thinks through all of these scenarios. She keeps her larder full. And so she's been able to help the community out of several scrapes, just weather-based and harvest-based. But as far as becoming a bigger character, the only thing that might be difficult for her is that she's very much stuck to her home. She's a homemaker primarily. So she is not going to go wandering around the world. It's not her. All right, perfect. Well, I think we have a grand portrait of our NPC, and it's only right and just that we now go into a random encounter. All right. Well, this is this is where the magic happens. This is the spirit of D&D boiled down. Got so it. now you will be playing the part of Lily, your well-crafted NPC, and I will be playing the part of Duncan, who seems to be the generic adventurer that I've adopted and implement uh, a lot of times here in the Random Encounters. Uh, So I guess I'll set the scene of Duncan approaching the farm, and I guess feel free to jump in and add any descriptions, like uh, for scene setting and stuff like that. Don't feel afraid to jump in with your own notes and descriptions and stuff, so... 
Duncan is walking down the dusty road, coming up over a hill across many farmlands. Whew, well, last helping that dwarf, I, uh, had to fight many orcs, and, uh, you know, I'm just ready to try and take it easy, but this bag of gold in my pocket means surely I'll get to have a good night's rest at the local tavern and inn. Oh, well, look at this happy scene that I see before me here at this farm. As he gazes and looks at, what does he see? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you, you can see Lily, my family. Am I, I'm Lily in this version, right? Okay. Yes. You see Lily's. Yes, you see my family on the porch. We are spending some time together before it's time for us to go inside and have ale and stew. <laughs> I have a posh British <laughs> accent. I don't know what to do. Oh. I'm sorry. That's fine. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. All right. Well, uh, okay. Whatever. Uh, Duncan will slowly approach the gate, so not entering the property. Hello, can you direct me to the tavern and inn? I am I am quite tired from my travels and journey. Oh, well, hello there, traveler. Nice to meet you. My name is Lily. This is my family. You'll meet my, my children back here. Sarah, Lucy, Damien, Jonathan, and Sam. The tavern is over this way, but you look like you might be able to help me with a little bit of trouble I've been having. I don't mean to be rude. Yes, my name is Duncan. I am a adventurer traveled far and wide across these lands, and you say you need help. I find that is my flaw that I cannot refuse a request given to me. So what is it that a, a happy housewife like you could possibly need aid of me? Oh my goodness, we've had so much difficulty with the neighborhood children. They've been getting into the garden. They've been getting into the farmer's ale. They knocked over a perfectly lovely pitcher of fresh milked cream. I need all of these oh, five. Goodness. Yes, these five ruffians from the neighboring farms must be rounded up and brought back here to face the spoon of justice. Does Duncan see you brandishing the spoon of justice? Oh yeah, it's in my apron pocket. Okay, he looks down, questioningly raises an eyebrow. The spoon of justice, you say? The spoon of justice passed down from my grand my mother and her mother and her mother before that will teach them to act right and behave in the way that they were meant to. So help me goodness. Duncan senses the seriousness. He can almost feel like the magic emanating from the spoon, whether you're holding it or it's just in your front belt loop. And he goes, oh, okay, sh surely. So I don't face the spoon of justice. I will go fetch these ruffians and I will bring them to swift justice. Excellent. Onward. Bring them back bring them back here to me and you will be rewarded. Excellent. And away I go. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> All right. So, as we start heading into our final thoughts here then of the show, what did you think of that experience? <laughs> That's super fun. I got to get better at that. Well, yeah, with practice comes the pursuit of perfection. For sure, I'm no expert by any means, but certainly the more you do voices and characters, the more you loosen up, you have fun. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. It's just having fun with your friends and having a good time. Yeah, for sure. I think more people should do that. We all take ourselves way too seriously. I think the world could use a nice home-cooked meal and just hanging out in the kitchen and then playing games with your family and friends. For sure. All right. Well, was there any other final thoughts that you wanted to share about this podcast, this experience, D&D &D overall or whatever? No, I'll definitely have to try and like figure out how to do this with my family. It seems like something that would be a lot of fun, but you guys, uh, if you're if you're a listener and Kurt invites you to come do this, you should do this. It's fun. Awesome. Well, I now would like to give the stage to you. 
And so any particular projects or where can we find you on the internets and support you and all that stuff? What do you got to plug? Oh, absolutely. So I have the, my Twitch show. You can check out at twitch.tv slash Mrs. Ruby, M-R-S-R-U-V-I. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Mrs. Ruby. Those are my personal things. But my real thing that I want you all to check out is goodeggfund.org. That is our nonprofit that we started as a Twitch community. We found last year that we were doing a lot of fundraising to be able to help people. And we decided this year we were going to make like a real thing of it. So we created a not-for-profit so that people can go online to goodeggfund.org and you can submit a request for a grant. And we will provide grants to people who want to do good in their own communities because we don't think that helping people should be limited by your ability to pay for it. So if you wanted to go and spend some time with homeless veterans or you wanted to go hand out this whole virus thing is happening right now. If you wanted to go hand out gloves and hand sanitizer to people living on the streets, we would give you the money to buy those things so that you can go out and do it. We just want you to be the hands and feet out there in the world. If you're not in a place where you can go out and actually interact with people and do the good, then you're welcome to donate. It is tax deductible. And then that'll help us to fund other people's projects. It's like right now projects we have pending. We are helping a new mother that just had a pair of twins that she was not expecting, helping her to get cribs for them and a microwave because she didn't have one. We have one person who's going out and like buying all those things for her and setting that up. We have another person who is paying for tutoring for the child of a cancer patient who just is not able to get into contact with her kid and her kid's grades are slipping because of the cancer diagnosis. So we're paying for that tutoring. Like whatever we can do, we want to help with. So definitely go check out goodeggfund.org. Oh my gosh, that sounds like an amazing thing. I knew nothing about it before you graciously became a guest on my show. So this sounds like an amazing thing that perhaps as the future goes on, maybe we'll be able to have a time where I can promote that more and more on the show. Because I did have intentions in the future to help fundraise or give to worthy causes. And certainly this sounds like worthy cause that's going to not just help one specific thing, but it could be any number of things that need attention. Our goal is to embrace the idea of subsidiarity. So like the smallest, closest, most proximal thing that you can do to make the world better, we want you to do it so that you keep your eyeballs open and see what small thing you can do to make the world better. You're not going to be able to cure cancer tomorrow, but you really can buy breakfast for somebody who feels like nobody cares about them. You know? The small acts of love, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just help that one person right in front of you. I'm now reminded of the Gandalf quote that I'm sure if our friend Tiwa Tolkien was here, she'd be able to spout it out right now. Even the smallest of us can make the greatest changes in the world and stuff, right? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I think we have reached the end, but not the permanent end. So I want to thank my guest Katie for stepping into the metaphysical time traveling dimension hopping levitating platter that is the podcast and just thank you so much for being a guest and looking forward to having you back again in the future thanks kurt it was nice to meet you guys Alrighty, bye 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 thank you for listening to this episode of sidekicks and side quests be sure to subscribe to the podcast through apple podcast google play and overcast or feel free to save the rss feed to use the app of your choice visit our website https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicks and sidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at 
r slash side kq podcast to share your art stories discussions and commentary if you'd like to hail the bard send an email to sidekicks and sidequests all one word at gmail.com i ask that you please leave an honest review on itunes to help spread the word about the show sidekicks and sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy meaning i'm not approved or endorsed by wizards Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright, Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Four! Psychics and psychoists.